0: Welcome to He Sang, She Sang, the show about opera from classical New York, WQXR. This week, we've been talking about Romeo and Juliet, and we have a little bonus episode for you right now. My name is Mike Schaub. And I'm Marin Lazian, and we're taking you to the Met to speak with Juliet herself. Soprano Deanna Damrau is making her role debut as Juliet, and she has fallen head over heels.
1: I didn't expect it actually being that touching, fantastic. It's almost like going to church, playing this role. It's purifying the soul. It's beautiful. You have this most wonderful text. You have the story. You have the character of Juliet. You have Gounod's music. It's amazing. It's, it's, I think, next to Traviata. It's my second favorite role.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. And the music for you, it's sort of, well, You have Je veux vivre, but then there are these four pillars of those love duets that happen throughout the opera. Is any one of them in particular one that really makes you feel the most?
1: It's really hard to say. They are so different. The first is like... um it's not like a game, but it's in a certain structure. Mm-hmm. And we, we play it also like this, playing with words, saying things underneath the lines. And uh, yeah, they're testing each other out. And well, love at first sight really fixes itself then in that moment that they fall in love completely.
0: Yeah.
1: And the second to it is that's a balcony scene. That's when Juliet really makes her point. She's much more conscious she's much more grown up and she also looks into the future and she she really tells him sincerely and in such a beautiful way how the future shall be (laughs) that and and he says yes loyalty i give you my love and we will stay together forever so that's wonderful, and they have also beautiful things to sing together, but it's more a scene of Juliet who is guiding the whole duet, who's guiding the feelings into a structure, into yeah, into the future, into marriage. And then we have, in the second part of the opera, tragedy is there. But we have now the loving, married couple being loyal to each other, Declaring their love and uh, protecting each other—it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. And well, and then the the death scene, which is, uh, yeah, you can you cannot explain. It's it's overwhelming. Now I really can't choose. And then she has <laughs> the poison aria, yes. which uh, is Juliet is really developing from, let's say, an innocent little girl who has not felt love yet, to loving married woman, and then sacrificing and dying together with her husband at the end, a tragic heroine. And uh, in in the poison area, there's everything involved. She's still, she's young. She has this fear, but she stays with Romeo and she does this for her love. She's fighting for her love. She's standing up for her love. And she dies with her husband after a very short life together. Very short. <laughs>
0: oh, it's wonderful. It makes you cry. It and it, it, it is. And... You, you talked about their their loyalty and their love for each other, but there's also this incredible forgiveness. And you know, in Shakespeare's yes. play, you have a little bit more meat on the bones in talking about what it is for Romeo to have killed Tybalt and Juliet to forgive him. In the opera, it's condensed. Mm-hmm. You know, you have just a few bars of music yes. to say, "I love you," and it's okay that you did this. What's that like for you? How do you go through the process of understanding that your lover in this opera has killed your family and then come around to forgiving him, how do you get from point A to point B in such a compressed period of time?
1: (laughs) In the moments I don't sing. I mean, in the moments it happens on stage. I'm... um... You have to imagine. Also, you don't see uh, them together in bed making love. Right. And you look at Zefirelli's movie; they're naked in the bed, or or in sometimes in operas you see them lying in the bed still, and and but you feel this heaviness in the music, and it's it's Romeo who plays his thoughts, who goes back. Here we have the knife. He finds. But you prepare for this. I mean, you don't stop and, and you go on stage and just do it. I stay in my role, in I mean, in my mind yeah. all the time. And so I carry all these feelings also already when I'm waiting for my entrance.
0: Yeah, you live the yes. the emotional life of the character yes. even when you're not standing on stage. Yes. And speaking of living through the character, you know, I was there for the premiere on New Year's Eve and you just so beautifully captured the spirit of this 14-year-old girl, you know, this effervescence and this energy of a teenager. How do you do that? How does how does a woman with more life experience than Juliet find that teenager in her? How do you manage that? I think you should
1: never forget it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good advice.
1: <laughs> you should never forget it. And uh, it's just, it's imagination and... Well, and then we have the beautiful costumes and uh, the, uh, the music, which gives you that energy as well. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Is it in terms of never forgetting what it's like to be a teenager? Is that what it is? That the the energy? What else yeah, is there? Yeah, but also we...
1: also taking off thoughts of warning and and all the experiences you've had. You just have to go back to. To purity to try to absorb things as something new and exciting and yeah the desire for for life and getting to know things and as she says in in, in her first aria i want to live this dream life becomes serious i know it i know it but not now yeah. <laughs> that means je veux vivre. i want to live and i don't want to get married to somebody i i don't know and i i don't like and i don't have any feelings feelings for so i i just want to experience a little bit life before all this before okay then you fall in love and surely love will hurt you love is not easy to handle but then it's also something new so she wants to experience this as well and she's there's just a big curiosity and and the happiness yeah. of of being able to do that
0: yeah and a sense of wonder, which is yes. another thing that you, yes, that really wonder reads. and magic, yeah. And so there is there is some of that purity for Juliet, but not totally. There's also between Romeo and Juliet, there's this incredible passion and heat and chemistry, which is something that you know the New York Times wrote about, and several other people can see um, for you and and your tenor, your Romeo in this production, Vittorio Grigolo. Chemistry is in real life and on stage is an elusive thing and it's hard to define but so so important to how an audience responds to you. What do you think creates that chemistry for you? I think
1: when when people are open for each other and react on each other. You no know, singing is Singing is a very complicated and, uh, and difficult thing to do because we have to consider so many things. I mean, our health at first to be, be fit or to sing over a sickness, but still being able to perform that people don't realize what's going on. So you have a lot of problems to solve. Underneath the the surface, yeah. and then you you think musically. Okay, I have to. I want to do this line like this and beautifully, and I want to do this and this and this musically. And has to be in combination with with uh, the the conductor and the orchestra. So we have a connection there too, to consider. But we can't always look at him. So this is always also a thing through hearing and through feeling. This is another person. We are. We're actually not only two. We are actually three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: so um, three people and, in that relationship. Yes. Yes. But when you have a colleague like as Victoria is, I think we have the same approach to to singing into our roles and and to giving. And it's just I need to look and we look into each other's eyes, and I see Romeo there. He is the romantic hero. He is Romeo. And he reacts on whatever Juliet does,
0: yeah, and it's working <laughs> it absolutely is, and th- that approach is it the it's, art it's, of being present in the moment with you or yes. is it more than that
1: it's uh, being present, but also feel
0: feel yes, be, how, being
1: how, Rome, how how Romeo feels and being open and being being brave yes and not thinking, okay, the director told me I have to go there do do the circle around her and do this and this and this um it's just happening at that moment and it it is happening between Romeo and Juliet and it never it never is the same way right. uh, but it always is true in that moment and that's something really special
0: yeah i'm at the metropolitan opera speaking with soprano diana damrau who is making her role debut as juliet so you throw yourself so wholeheartedly into these characters and then of course you have to go home and have this whole other life. You are a wife and a mother, and is it ever difficult to bridge that gap when you're so focused and invested in Juliet or any character, mm-hmm. uh, in love with Romeo and totally involved in her life, and then going to live that other part of your life? Is that ever hard to do, to make that jump?
1: I mean, with Romeo and Juliet, it's <laughs> it makes you aware of being in a partnership of being a wife, getting married and being loyal to each other and and the beauty of all of this. And it's wonderful. And then when I have my family at home, I'm just happy, but I still have these wonderful melodies of <laughs> Romeo and Juliet and, and I feel this tenderness and, and this beauty. And that's why I said it's like a washing of the soul when you watch this. And it's a model we should aim for.
0: Yeah, in love and in yes. life. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your family. You have two sons, is yes. that right? Uh what are their names? How old are they?
1: <laughs> it's Alexander, he's 6 years old and Colin, he's 4 years old. And my husband is Nicola Tiste, the bass baritone.
0: Yes, that's right. Another yes. singer. With two singers, how do you manage with all the travel? Do you bring the boys with you? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. For now, this year is our most extreme year because we're going after New York. We go to Los Angeles and then on a South America tour, then on a Europe tour, <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. it's summer. So we have a homeschooling program we take with us and a teacher who, yes. who comes with us. So for this year, about next year, they will go to school. That means they're fixed for a few months in places. But still can travel with us for for a while till it gets really difficult, right. and then we need to change plans and settle yes. settle more for them. So yeah, yeah, it's quite exciting. It's a lot of organization. My computer explodes. My brain explodes. <laughs> <laughs> We're only yes. organizing and organizing, but well. <laughs>
0: But but there you are. You get to have your career and a family, which is just wonderful. Yes,
1: yes. I mean, also when you when you have kids, you have to commit to this. It's not like oh, they're cute, they're fun. I want to have a kid. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and we knew with our profession, it's very difficult. But we just go the difficult way, yep. <laughs> like uh, like gypsies on a, on a higher <laughs> level. But I mean, problems are there to be solved, and we try. Yes. Then I can go on stage and and do what I love and and give and uh, and enjoy this. And it's some sometimes life is much wilder off stage than on <laughs> <Yes>. stage. <laughs> so so it's sometimes like a, like a little meditation or yeah, just to take your your brain because you have to. Yeah, you, you have to completely focus on what you do on that on that evening, not to, to worry about
0: other things. So oh, it's a good balance. Do the boys show any interest or curiosity about opera yet? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my. Really? No, they want to they want to, to, to dance. We saw Lion King three <laughs> times, and they're dancing the Lion King dance at home. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, when we bring them to the rehearsals, since they're still young, so during the day when there's an orchestra rehearsal, they love it, they... they Watch the orchestra. They're fascinated by the instruments and what's happening on stage, and you know, all they start asking, oh, "What's the story? Oh, Mama, are you dead?" It's like,
0: no, no. It's <laughs> difficult
1: to explain. but Okay, <laughs> so we we tell them the stories. How wonderful
0: that they get so early to know this very special world yes. that a lot of people never really get to access. And they have it in their blood right from the start.
1: And they said, I want to sing now. I saw a Carmel rehearsal with the kids singing and dancing around. And so Alexander said, I want to sing now. Can we go into a room? I want to sing. Oh. oh. Maybe I uh,
0: met children's chorus candidates in the future. Yeah. <laughs>
1: when we settle. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So you sing both coloratura soprano roles and lyric soprano roles. Do you want to just describe what those two different types of roles are like, what kind of singing they require, and which is Juliet?
1: Well, which is Juliet? That's a good question. Yes. Well, Juliet starts off as a coloratura soprano it, since she's a... 14-year-old girl, the voice should not sound too heavy and too mature. It's sparkly, it's, it's silver, it's young and fresh and yep. light, and it's <laughs> airy.
0: Right. With a coloratura, you have that airiness, that lightness, and yes. usually... Yes,
1: you should be able to to create this and to, to go t- into the stratospheric <laughs> in right. <their>
0: notes. It's <laughs> a, high a higher voice type. Yes,
1: and and lighter and faster, with, with a lot of movement and, and sparkling high notes. Yes. So Juliet is also the first aria. It's sits a little bit higher still since this role really covers everything a voice can do. It's like Traviata. But Juliet is the young spirit as we talked about before. So she's, she's silvery and light and, and beautiful. And also she has a waltz for it, which makes her fly even more. Yes. And uh, it's almost dance bouncy dancing. But both of them go through a lyric phase when they're in love and when everything is fine and beautiful into the drama, which uh, that means also the range of the voice gets, it goes a little bit down. That means you touch more the lower notes, mm-hmm. which a pure coloratura soprano wouldn't be able to do since they're more focused on the, on the high notes. Right. But uh, the, yeah, the moment it gets more dramatic and really deep and dark, when the story and the situation turns dark, then also the voice doesn't go that high anymore. You sing more in the middle range mm-hmm. of, of your vocal powers and also touch the low notes. Yeah, And also that's why, um, I mean, the stories are like this, but also that's why the composers did it like this. You sing the, the lighter part at the beginning when you when you're still flexible and warmed up, and right. then the voice, we must open up it a little bit to change the colors and be able to adapt to the to the situation,
0: right? So that's fantastic. The music actually helps you as a singer make that transformation from Juliet as a young, more innocent girl Absolutely. to a, to a woman. Absolutely, uh, yeah.
1: I would love to do the play though without yes. singing <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. the ballet, but no,
0: that I can't, never can never do. In the next incarnation, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Can you imagine getting to speak all of those amazing words? Oh my. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much, Deanna Damrau, for coming and speaking with me today. We look forward to hearing you in the broadcast on Saturday. Thank you. Wow, Maren, I can't wait to hear her sing this role. It sounds like it's going to be spectacular. It is spectacular. He Sang, She Sang is a production of Classical New York WQXR. If you like what you heard, and I'll bet you did, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you get your audio. And we would love to hear from you. So leave us a note and let us know what you thought. I'm Marin Lazian. And I am Mike Shobe. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.